This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. The psalm we're about to, to, to go through is, it's just, a, it's a music, it's a song that David is just dealing with God and it's, it has a lot of praise elements to it, but it also has some elements of dealing with, dealing with the circumstances that he's facing as a king, and he is a king, and, and those who oppose his authority, his leadership, it says, truly my soul silently waits for God. And that's a good place to be. He, he is, he is saying that, that I have, I, I'm able to, for the moment, for the situation I am in, I'm able to be at peace waiting on God to do what God does and waiting for God to reveal himself to it, to him. He says, from him comes my salvation, meaning the truth is his only hope is in God. And so when David says, truly my soul silently waits for God, what he's saying is, I know I have an understanding and that understanding is I'm carrying out in the way I live. My understanding of things is this, and, and, and that is that I can't have or be or become or see anything good unless it comes from God. And so if it doesn't come from him, it really is fleeting. It's really nothing. And in fact, it's, it, it, it dissipates. It just fades away. And so I'm going to wait on him because really the truth is salvation is only from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. Notice he says, from him comes my salvation, and he only is that. He's the only rock, and, and David is using that illustration of, of the rock, and, and Jesus is the rock. He is salvation, and, and, and that rock is a place where uh, there's permanency. It's a place where we're elevated. It's a place where there's, there's, you're able to gain your footing and be able to be in control of what's going on around you. And also on that rock, everything that, that is good is built. It's the cornerstone. It's the foundation of everything. He says, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. He's the one, um, <clears throat> he's the one that defends me. He's the one that holds me up. And that is true. You need to, you need to really understand that. If you want to be defended, oftentimes we try to defend ourselves with our own mouths. If you want to be defended, God is the one who defends you, not yourself. He is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Notice the situations that I am, am in, he didn't say I wouldn't be moved at all here. Other places he does say that, but here he says, I shall not be greatly moved, meaning I'm not going to be I'm not going to be moved from him because he defends me. I may, God may, God may uh, take care of uh, things and move me here and there in the small, but he does not move me in the big. He is able to defend me. And the truth is defense, uh, your defense, if it comes from yourself, it will, and I, I don't know how to explain that any, in any other way. If you have to defend yourself, then it seems, well, the truth is it's self-serving. 
But if God defends me, it is permanent and final. And God wants us to know that he's the one defending us. He's the one that's uh, making us whole. He's the one that's that's uh, holding things together. And he wants us to be able to trust in that. And David, as he's become, as he's king now in this psalm, he understands that there's always going to be talking. There's always going to be people coming up with things. There's always going to be things said about things, the rumors and the innuendos and the things like that happen, not just in a king's court, but just happen in regular life among groups of people. The arguing and the backbiting and the fighting and the lying and the stealing and the cheating. And oftentimes the main entertainment of a group of people is gossip. And, and, and gossip may at times have a bit of truth in it, but oftentimes it's just the perspective of somebody who does not know what's really going on. And he says, listen, God's my defense. I'm going to not worry about what is being said in the world about me. I'm going to trust in him and I'm going to let him handle it. And there is very, there's great peace in that. And there's great comfort in that. He says, how long will you attack a man? He's, he's, he's asking the people who are making up all this stuff about him. And the higher you get, the and you see this just in, in our own society, in our own, we build people up to tear them down. How we love to applaud actors and actresses. And then when they do something wrong, the feeding frenzy to destroy them is like a, the Amazon River full of piranhas taking down uh, a cow crossing the, the river. They just, they just love to, to tear, tear one down. And that happens with athletes. That happens with movie stars. That happens with musicians. That happens with politicians. Build, the society loves to build people up just to tear them down. And sometimes they tear them down over things that are right, but oftentimes they tear them th down over things that are not even true. Oftentimes they're tore down over things that, that may be true, but are, but the society uh, doesn't like them. Tearing people down is the, the sport, the true sport of our society and our, our pages. And so he says, how long will you attack a man? That's what David says. He says, you shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence. What he's saying is, God's going to take care of you. He's going you know, he's gonna, to he's gonna take you out. He says, you're attacking me, but the truth is, uh, the position you hold is very precarious. It's very right there on the fence. Is, you could fall one way or the other. He says, they only consult to cast him down from his high position. Notice, they only whisper in the corner. They only consult or talk about it. The, the, their whole purpose is to tear uh, tear one down. I, I, I know one who has ascended to a very high place in our society today that since before he ascended to that, most of the ruling class has done everything they could to tear him down. And notice he is not torn down. And they only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. Notice, they delight in lies. The truth is, the truth is, the truth is most of the time very boring. If you really want to get down to it, the truth most of the time is not, is, is not salacious. It's not something that people want to uh, hear and know. In fact, it really is nothing. The truth is usually nothing. They only uh, consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Notice, 
They tell you good things out in the open. They pat you on the back. They, they say great things in the crowd. But inwardly and inside and in the small rooms, they're sharpening their knives for you. Um, I, I tell the story of the of one of the pa- pastors of my childhood when I when I felt when I was called to the ministry, and um, him saying after everybody come and shaking my hand, hundreds of people, he said, "Be careful now. Those who shook your hands minutes ago." We'll stick a knife in your back at a moment's notice. And he, he turned out to be right. He's passed away now, but he turned out to be right. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is in him. Notice he reasserts that his soul waits silently for God alone. Notice he's saying, I'm not placing my trust in the plans and the thoughts and the hearts of men. I'm placing my hope and my trust in God himself, just like he said in verse 1. Now he's going to say, uh, not all, he's not going to say that God is his salvation. He's going to he's going to add to it. He's going to say, for my expectation is from Him, and and the truth is that's what hope is. It's anxiously expecting. It's not it's not the roll of the dice, hoping that the numbers come up properly. It is an anxious expectation. It's an anxious expectation that God is going to be God, and that kind of hope. That kind of hope honors God and it settles you. He says, it's an anxious expectation for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He goes back to that understanding of God being the rock and he is the only rock. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. He said earlier, I shall not be greatly moved. And now the more he plants his faith and secures his feet to the rock, the more he realizes that not only will he not be greatly moved, he won't be moved at all. And that's what, tr- that's what trusting God brings about. It brings about peace. It brings about faith. It brings about an understanding. It brings about an understanding that God is the one that's handling the moments and the situations that we find ourselves in. He says, trust in him at all times, you people. Trust in him at all times, you people. Uh, he's telling, he's, in, he's, he's instructing us to do this. Trust in him all times, you people. Trust in him all times, you people. At all times, you people. He's telling us to do the same. Pour out your heart before him. If you have an issue, there's nothing wrong with bringing that issue before God. And the truth is that sin and and the pain of sin and the consequences of sin and, and the struggle that it brings about, the truth is that is that pain, that suffering, that consequence that comes from that um, has to be brought to God because he's the one that heals us from those things. And he's the one that saves us from ourselves. He says, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Salah. Or, or what do you think about that? He says, surely men of low degree are a vapor. So he said, people who have low character, low morals, low, they just, they're low because of who they are. He says, they're a vapor. But notice what else he says, men of high degree are a lie. What he's saying is that the relative difference between one human being and another human being in comparison to who God is, nothing. It, you, we're counting millimeters in comparison when the people who, who we consider the greatest and the highest 
down to the lowest and the most nothing. The difference between the two you would think would be unbelievable, would be beyond expectation from Bill Gates to the beggar on the street. You would say that there's light years of difference between the two. And the truth is that he says here, he says, and remember, he's the king. He's at the high end. He's one of the wealthiest men to ever live. And he says, surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. He says, if they if they're weight on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. What he's saying is there's not a whole lot to either one of them. There's not a whole lot to who they are and what they do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Meaning, what he's saying is, don't place your hope in the things that, don't trust in the oppressor. Don't vainly hope in you being able to take from others. He says, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Meaning, in the times of prosperity, don't trust in your wealth. Because your wealth can go away just like a vapor also. He says, God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. What he's saying there is, notice, he said, I've heard this once and twice I've heard this, the power that power truly belongs to God and also to God uh, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work, which is the product of his faith. And that's a great verse. Those two verses right there at the end of the chapter are great verses to place your trust and your hope in because God is the source of power and strength. And you getting what you deserved is deserved, which is only death and lostness. You getting that... <clears throat> is in his hands to remove. And he's the one that removes death and the pain of the darkness of this world. He's the one that removes that. and We don't. And so I trust that God in his power and his infinite wisdom will work out his will and his way in my life. And I trust that for you also. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.